are listening to The Culture Radio, only on The Culture. You are listening to The Culture. I am Hunchy Henry Graves. Um, today's show, we're going to have with us Grandmaster Michael Hornsby. He's going to be our guest on the show today. And um, this guy's a fantastic guy from Texas. And um, guys, I want you all, you know, um, get ready to listen to this exciting and well, 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 Russ martial artist. He's very versed in a lot of things. Um, Grandmaster Hornsby, you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Oh, great. I'm excited to be on your show. Oh, good. Thank you, sir. And welcome to the way. Yeah, well, you know, um, a lot of things come up during the week and all during the week. But one thing that I don't let get in front of anything is my martial art training. And, you know, your your area that you're in, you're down there in Texas. Can you tell us a little bit about your school and about the area and things like that, please? Okay, yes. Uh, my school is a true force uh, taekwondo. Uh, that's our base system. Um, and I say base system because you'll find I'm not your traditional martial arts instructor, um, I'm open-minded to a lot of styles, and, and I have uh, several styles underneath me. But uh, here at San Antonio, we have a uh, very strong martial arts presence. We have multiple styles. And in a particular area that I'm at in San Antonio, uh, I have a mission. Um, in the area that I'm at, it's not your high income. Um, it is your lower income, but I have a mission to uh, meet them in the middle, uh, do some great things with them, so to empower them, uh, give them a direction that they can go and become someone through the use of their martial arts and come back and give back to the community. Man, that's a great and goal. So, so, yeah, so so with that, um, in, in speaking with you, uh, my, you know, my slogan in my school is positive thinking is a two-fourth. That is absolutely. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. Positive thinking is a true force. Oh, wow. Now, that is a slogan to remember. Positive thinking is a true force to... Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Positive thinking is a true force to... Wow. Well, I'm going to be positive about this. I see a lot of great things coming to you. And, you know, a lot of times I think that when we think about teaching martial arts around in our own communities and stuff like that. Sometimes we get a great support, but sometimes, you know, you bringing it to some areas and some students that otherwise may not be able to take a very good martial arts system and do a lot with it. As you spoke about people get empowered and that's what you, that's what you're actually doing. You actually empowering people. You empowering them to think about moving in a, a better direction. Think about what they can do opposed to what they can't do. Um, Grandmaster, I mean, the years that you've been in Texas, how long have you been around down there? Um, I actually uh, been, well, I've been in the martial arts period itself over 45 years. Um, I grew up here in Texas, uh, in San Antonio, um, uh, outside of uh, three years uh, in Austin, Texas, and then outside of four years uh, in England. Um, and even taught while I was in England. Um, but so I've been in Texas for many, many years. Um, I've been teaching for about 30 years. Uh, um, and uh, so, again, I just look forward every day to be able to bless someone with teaching martial arts, not particularly style-specific, but teaching the ideals that, that 
we give in the martial arts because I don't want someone to come to me and say, hey, I'm a champion at kicking and punching. Well, yeah, that's good for you. Well, you can come back and say I'm a champion at life. Yes. Then maybe we as instructors in the martial arts have done something right. You know, um, if one of my students shows up on TV in handcuffs, I've done something wrong. But if one of my students shows up on TV helping to hand out food at a food bank, helping to give blood, then I've yes. done something right. Yes, sir. And that's what we try to try to do in the martial arts. Positive thinking is a true force. I like it. I really do. Yes, sir. <laughs> I really do. Now, um, you have any? Uh, do you guys go out and participate in local events? And do you do any events? Um, have you have anything that you got coming on? You know that we can look to do, look to see you at, uh, come and meet you at. Oh uh, yes, yes, yes. One, I have uh, my tournament that I give annually. It's called the True Force Global International. And it is held right here in San Antonio, Texas. So definitely come to it. Enjoy the great food of our river, of our river walk. But um, when I say True Force Global Internationals, I truly mean that it is open to all countries, all styles, all organizations. There is no politicalness in my tournament. You mean regardless of style? You don't care if they're Japanese, Chinese, or what? No, sir. Male, female, yellow, black, white, 20, 20 toes, 30 hands. Okay. Name it, come play at my tournament. It is called the True Force Global International. It is open to all styles, all organizations, regardless of your affiliation. Well, I think I'm going to, you know, bring a group down there, and we're going to try to have some fun with y'all down there. We're going to come down, oh, and yeah, we're going to represent Florida. It. I love it. Everybody's invited. It's uh, This year it's being held. September 19th. Uh, now, right now, we're holding it virtually, um, and if no one knows what that means, get with someone because that's the next wave is virtual tournaments because we can't do any live tournaments right now as far as this pandemic is concerned. Yeah. But as soon as they flip the switch that we can do live events, we will also throw it back again live in person and have a great time. Again, I hope that whoever is listening Come and represent your country. Come start training now. Get your flag of your nation. And I want to see it on the screen. I want to see it draped around your shoulders. Uh, come have some fun with us. You will not miss out. Be there. Well, I plan on um, being there um, um, in person. And also, I plan on having students online. If you're still doing it both ways or if you're just doing it online, I'm going to have them online also. Because I'm looking forward. The last time I was in Texas, I was in Houston at, um, 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 I think his name was Professor Gerardo, I believe it was, Professor yep, G Tournament. Yep. Professor G Tournament. Let, let me tell you, man, I, them Texas guys pretty big. I, I could have <laughs> brought home the gold medal, but I brought home the silver medal. And them, them Texas, all I got to say is they pretty big. I want to try to get a little get back. You know what I mean? I'm trying. <laughs> that was the last time I was there. It was a fun event. But you're making this virtual um, event sound even more positive and uh, a, a way that the people that, like martial arts students that, you know, looking for something to do and closed in, they have an opportunity yeah, to yeah. come to it. Um, they they register online. I take it you got any kind of information you would like to give them on that? 
Oh, yes. They can actually register online. And though it's being held in September, they can register now online by going to eventsreg.org. Okay. Okay, eventsreg.org, and they can register online. And again, uh, just because right now the pandemic has us not doing things in person, you can still stay involved and stay engaged by competing online. Um, martial arts is about evolving and evolving yourself. And here's a new way through technology to continue to evolve. And you'll be able to chance to meet and see other competitors that you probably wouldn't get a chance to because of travel reasons. Some people they can travel, some people can't. And here's your chance to be able to spend half the amount of money yeah, yeah. to register. And you don't have to get a hotel. You don't have to get you know, gas. You can do it online and still be present and uh, still engage. And if we get an opportunity to do live here in 2020, we will. If not, yes. compete virtually at my tournament in 2020 and then come back and be live in person in 2021. All right. Well, you know what? Um, God's willing, 2021. I definitely want to bring a little, um, I want to bring a Florida team down there and uh, see what y'all got, you know. Do you do, um, how do you feel about team kata, team fighting, team weapons? How do you feel about, you know, the synchronization of that? Oh, man, we we love it. We have it. We offer it. Bring your team. Uh, We do, we have team kata. We have team fighting. Oh, great. Uh, Come and represent your team. Come and represent your country. Yes. Okay. Um, We have it. And, like I said, you know, you mentioned that we big in Texas. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll tell you why. Because everything is big in Texas. <laughs> because, we like to, because we like to eat. We have great barbecue. We have great Mexican food. We have great food. So okay. You got to come and try it. I got, I'm, try I'm, it. I'm on my way. I'm going <laughs> to pack my bag and get down there. Um, you know, uh, I'll tell you, I know that um, the, the events and everything are very special, but you know, I want to tell, uh, and I've been talking to a couple of people here, the, um, the the dojos, you know, the way this CB19 has ran through the country, a lot of schools, a lot of my friends, personal friends, they know, hey, dojos, they closed up, you know, and they're having some really hard times and things like that. So I, I want to encourage everyone out there that has a school and you're going to a school, support that school. I mean, do something to support that school and make that school um, sensei, you know, get that sense of um, fellowship from you. It, it could be as simple as, um, um, what I can I say, um, paying, a, paying the light bill. You know, it might be $50, $80, you know, it might be um, um, $100. You know, if everybody give $5 or $10, that'll help the sensei out. Support the school. Um, go, go, to the, go to the school. And even if you're not able to go there, get online with sensei. Sensei, you offer online? Yes, uh, doing on online classes as well. Um, you can do online. You can meet at the park. You can go to each other's backyard, spread out, do the social distancing. Okay, that's what we're doing. I have, you know, I have a mask on. Mm-hmm. We social distance. So even though it's um, a change in how you do things, that doesn't mean you don't have to do things. So I agree with you. Support. Your local school support yeah. the school that you belong to. Yeah. Yes. Do you have a monthly fee still? Yes. And then give a little extra, yeah. like you said, 
above and beyond that to help keep that school open, to help to keep that school in that community. In that if community. That school, that dojo or dojo, dojo has helped you, then invite someone to come with you yes. to that school. Yeah. You know, I see that. The senseis, a lot of really, really great senseis are so poor. You know, they go and they give 100%. And then, you know, they, they're, they're a lot of times, even with myself and a lot of other schools, I'm sure it's all around the country, you know, we um, give scholarships out to help kids to come to the classes and get people, you know, to want to donate and help them. But really, um, if you taught me a, a technique that helped me when somebody was bullying me or helped me save my life, I was being attacked, I, I can't even put a price on that. I mean, that's a priceless event that just happened because my life don't have no money value on it. So a lot of times, I guess we don't look at it that the martial arts and the sensei, what they put into it actually is more than just punching and kicking because you make them a life champion. You know, you teach them things, how to deal with things in life. You know, you got to get up and go to work every day, be a good person, you know, and um, respect people. We teach them more than punching and kicking. So, you know, that, that, that's yeah. why it's important. Like you said, if that dojo closed in your community, you lost a part of the identity of that community when that happens. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're about creating black belts, and we're not just talking about black belts with a black belt around someone's waist. Yeah. We want to create you to be a black belt in friendship. We want to create you to be a black belt in your family. We want you to be a black belt in the workforce. We want you to be a black belt in your finances. Yes, yes. Okay? That's what we're teaching. <laughs> and parents out there... Put your kids, keep your kids in the martial arts. Yeah. Let them see the values. I, I mean that. Adults, I, I know. For those who are currently in the martial arts, think to yourself, hey, I may already be a brown belt, red belt, black belt, but am I being a black belt in my marriage? I need to be a black belt in my marriage. Am mm. I being a black belt as a father? Am I being a black belt as a friend? Am yes. I being a black belt at my work? Yeah. Yes. So if not, take this moment, this moment in time right now and say, you know what? Going forward, I'm going to be a black belt in my finances. I'm going to be a black belt in my local community. I'm going to be a black belt in my church. I'm going to be a black belt to my family. I'm going to be a black belt to my coworkers. Wow. That's powerful. You know, I never even heard anybody quite put it like that ever. You know, I've been doing this for a minute now. And um, the way you said that it was very strong and very powerful. I really appreciate you letting my ears hear that, and it's resonating in my heart and in my mind. Um, now, you've been doing martial arts for over 45 years, you say? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when you first started it out, what was your main, what, what, what motivated you to even go to the karate class or taekwondo well, class? It, 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 it's going to sound cheesy, but it's the truth. We all know Bruce Lee. And my dad took me to a Bruce Lee movie. I was five years old. Came out of that movie kicking and punching. My dad just kind of chuckled. Didn't think much about it. It just so happens that that week there was a karate demonstration being given here locally. My dad said, oh, let me just take my son there. I went to that karate demonstration, came home kicking and punching, 
my dad said, okay, well, there's a little karate school up around the corner down at the end of the street. Let me take my son, put him in it. He's not going to, no, he's probably not going to stay with it. Um, he'll, like any other kid, get a brand new toy, play with it a little while, put it down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I never stopped. <laughs> I wow. never stopped. <laughs> I, I can um, see that. You know, I can see that. I said, I can see that. I hear your passion. I feel that. And, uh, you know, um, it's a lifestyle for me. It's a, you know, like your show, it's a way. Okay. Um, Taekwondo specifically, like I have multiple styles underneath me, but the dough at the end, as we know, is the way. It's the way. It's a lifestyle. It's a way. It's a way of life. And that's what makes martial artists such a unique group of people you know we look at things from um i'm gonna do it i may not be the best at it but i'm gonna give it my best and the reward is in the effort of you know achieving that goal you know it may take some some of us it may take one year some of us may take 20 years some of it may take five years to us that's what's not important when i received a black belt i didn't think that i got a black belt i could stop going to karate now and I, I i started saying to myself you know what how much better can i get how much more is there out there to learn and at 63 what? i'm like it's so much more i want to know i haven't even got what? close to what i really want to do so those that time has flown by so fast and and you know you started you know young i started at six years old. So I've been in this game now for 55 plus years. And I'm going to tell you what. It's the best thing other than um, accepting Jesus in my life as my personal savior and getting, you know, getting married that ever happened to me. Um, because it did make me as a who I am as a person and, you know, willing to take um, the opportunity to help someone else and, and feel vulnerable. I don't mind feeling vulnerable because I know all of this is just an insecurity that really don't exist. You know, it's just a mindset because we can overcome and do anything. That's right. That's right. We can. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and like you said, martial arts has been the the, the best thing that's happened to me because, one, my most daring and nearing friendships have came about from people who I've met and network with in the martial arts. And regardless of style, yes, we have our base systems and stuff, but, you know, um, martial arts is about growth. And you yourself should be about growing and continue to grow. So seek out other styles. Seek out other systems and see what you can learn and share back and forth. Don't take this knowledge with you to the grave. Oh, man, please don't do that. Share it. Share it and give it because it's not yours to keep. It's yours to share. Someone took the time to give it to you. Make sure you share it with them and network out there. Okay? Let go of the politics. Let down the walls and cross train. Well, Master Hornsby, let's, you know, one thing that I I know that... um, I'm going to say it just like this. It's just like it's going to come right from my mind. In the martial art communities, they have a, 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 a wall, you know, 
they they have a set rules that uh, sometimes they're like unspoken far as like um, with Taekwondo, they want to work with Taekwondo. Um, Japanese want to work with Japanese. Koreans want to work with Koreans. Um, Chinese want to work with Chinese and things like that. And they go and they get in these like little cliques. And you ever put kids in a room? You put a, a Chinese kid, an Asian kid, an Indian kid, an African kid, a Spanish kid, um, uh, you know, um, a European kid. I don't know, just children. You put them in a room, they start playing together. They start, and they might not even speak the same language, but they know about playing. And they kind of communicate yeah. like that. But in the martial arts, everybody think that a punch done this way may be better than a punch done that way. And what you're saying to me is, it's okay to learn and, and train with people and get another perspective. And, you know, I wish everyone would actually think that way. I, I wish they would be open their mind up and realize that, you know, until, unless we have three arms and four legs, we're not have, we don't have a different style. You have a different approach to doing it. Right. You know, a different way you may, you know, see it. You know, you ever heard somebody tell you, I can't judge a Chinese stylist because I don't know Chinese uh, martial arts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it makes you laugh, yeah. right? Because what you're looking you for when you see that? What, what What are you looking for you when you see, see, see that? Right. They're, because they can judge it. They just won't open their eyes to yeah. it because the thing is, you can judge on, because regardless of styles, regardless of techniques, there are some universal to performing a contest. There's balance. There's uh, intensity. Okay? There, so there's some universal things regardless of, hey, I've never studied that style. I can't judge it. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah. You know if something is effective, if there's balance, if they were unbalanced, if there was intensity, non-intensity, so they can. Yeah. And then, and then on the other that on the other side of that is, hey, let me learn how to let me let me look into that art so I can kind of open my eyes and see what I am looking at. It may be you never know. You may be able to like, hey, I may be able to take some of that and add it to what I know to make me even more well-rounded. And if you're an instructor, hey, take it back to your school and share with your students so those students can be more well-rounded. And you know, you know, the usefulness of a cup is when it's empty. If you come to the school with a cup full and the sensei trying to tell you something, it's nothing really he can tell you because your mind is already, oh, I already know everything. <laughs> you know, you walk it in yes, there sir. like I know this, but if that cup is empty when you get in there, he can put the knowledge in there. And like you say, a situation or maybe an incident, you may be able to pull something out of that toolbox that he gave you, you know, and use it to um, defend yourself or even, you know, to defuse something, you know, as simple as to de-escalate something without having to use force. I was always told the greatest warrior does not have to lift one finger in battle. And I'm like, well, how is that possible? I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, how is that possible? You know? It's simply that you don't have to fight with them. You can resolve it. Now, when someone don't give you a choice and your life is being threatened or your family life is being threatened and at that moment they're going to do something, you know, imminent danger, you have to defend yourself. And you can still de-escalate it by, you know, 
maybe doing a technique that and may leave them immobile, incapacitated, not dead, not not finished. Right. You know, depends on the circumstance. So that's what I'm saying. Martial arts is a is a great way to live. It is such a good yes, balancing act. And you know, hearing you and speaking with you, I realize that you, you know, are a true martial art grandmaster. And everybody don't get to be that way. Some people, I seen a kid the other day who was a shihan, and I and I'm I'm not gonna joke. I'm not gonna joke about this. I'm telling you the truth. He was 21 years old. It blew my mind. I say, well, when did you start? When did you start training? You know, I mean, you know, if you'd have told me, well, I started training when I was one. I've been in it for 20 years. I'd have said, okay. If he told me he started training at five, I've been in it for 16 years. I'd have been okay. And I said, I remember when I went to a Shianato and um, became a Shihan. It was, man, I was well, well in my 40s, you know? And I was like, yeah. well, and, and not saying he, he might just be better than me. He, he might just be better than me, you know? But the, the fact of it is, it takes time to understand something. Now, you know, a lot of martial artists, is, I don't know whether you have any, Sensei, but if you have a lot of the martial artists and new ones, they get their black belt and like a day. I didn't have students two, two weeks after they got their black belt. I never seen them again. Right. Because they think that they're done. And it's like, no, you're not done. It's just beginning. Yeah. And, you know, me, you, we've been in the arts for many, many years. Yes, sir. Yes. Do we have titles? Yes. But we are forever still learning and growing. When you stop learning and stop growing, you start dying. Oh, man. And I may have been promoted and given the rank of and title of Grandmaster, mm -hmm. but for me to give that justice, I have to continue growing. Yes. I have to continue learning, whether it's in my style, another style, another organization, mm -hmm. networking with great people like yourselves. Well, thank because you. if not, then that title needs to be stripped away from me because it didn't say, hey, the translation of Grandmaster means quit. Yeah. Or stop. <laughs> hey, right on. Or Man, so I mean. For me to give, for me to, you know, someone felt that I was worthy enough to be given that, and I don't know if I was worthy enough or not. But I do know that they gave me that title and rank, so I knew that that meant, hey, they're giving me a responsibility. There you go. They're giving me responsibility yes, sir. to continue to grow and to grow people. And if I don't do that, then I've done injustice to the people who saw me and felt that, hey, you are deserving of this. Yes, so sir. Yes, I sir. challenge myself, I challenge you, I challenge people on this call that continue to grow yourself and to grow other people because someone took the time to invest in you so they gave you a responsibility they didn't just give you a title, they didn't just give you a rank, 
that gave you a responsibility to move this world forward. You know, I don't know where I seen it at. It was on a shirt and it said that a white belt, I mean a black belt, is a white belt that never gave up. Yes, sir. You know, I mean, when I seen that, it resonated. It gave me like goosebumps. I say, you know, I remember that. I remember working with Sensei O. Jackson, Sensei, my instructor. He's passed away now. And I had many instructors after him, many people that helped me along this journey. But I remember training with him. You know, it was seven years before I got ranked. and didn't even know that it was a bad thing. That I, I guess I'm one of those people who just love the martial arts. I wasn't even really too concerned about anything other than just training, you know? Right. And, and when I look at some of the things today, how people are chasing different things, you know, everybody should have a goal. Nothing wrong with having goals, you know? But if you're going to make the martial art a commitment in your life, then you're going to be able to help hundreds of people. You know, I didn't look back. I got a collage in my dojo. It's so many students that have came through my hands in training and they have kids and now they're bringing their kids to me. And I don't even realize it. It went that far because I still see them as the first day when they walked in the dojo. Ain't that wild? That is so freaking just out of there for my mind. I can't even believe that. Man, I knew that kid when he, I mean, now you bringing me your kid. (laughs) Where did the time go? You've done something right, Hunter. You've done something right. Uh, You know, yeah, at least one or two things, right? And, and, and And all we can do is touch, you know, that one child. It makes a difference. You know what I mean? Um, um, Grandmaster, right. have you ever heard the story about the, the, the what they call it was a starfish on a beach? Millions of them, thousands of them, I should say, thousands of them. And a girl, she's out there just trying to throw them in the water. And one man said, "You're not going to be able to sell, sell, save them all. Why you got you wasting your time? You know, trying to throw that starfish in." She said, "To the one starfish or the two that I throw in there, it make a difference to them." That's right. <laughs> Ain't that That's something? Right. So I mean, yeah, wow. you know. If we just give time to, like you said, if we give time of ourselves to just one person, yeah, it will continue to make this world great. Yes, sir. Because we're not going to be around forever, and the world has to continue yes. rotating. Yes, sir. And we need other people to help this world continue to rotate. You know, uh, we know, we know there's a lot going on in the news, okay? And I'm not going to get into the gist of it all, but, you know, we have our values as individuals. We have our values as a person. And then we need to know what are our values as a martial artist. Mm-hmm. So reach your hands out and grab someone's hand other than your own hand and start a conversation and let's help grow this world and make it a better place. Yes, it is through the small tool of martial arts. Oh, oh man, I agree. <laughs> you know, we have elections coming up soon. And a lot of states are having elections, midterms, local, you name it, national coming up. And I want us to get out and vote. Now, you heard me say the word us. I did well, hear you I'm say that. About, I'm going to vote. I'll let you know yeah. now, Grandmaster. Yeah. And what I'm talking about is us martial artists. Yes. Okay. We can get out and vote as individuals, 
And I don't really care if it's Democratic, Republican, get out and vote, period. And more so because you're martial artists. Because yeah. what do we teach? We teach about leadership. Yep. So where are you at in terms of how you feel about your community from a martial artist? How do you feel about your stand as, what can I do as a leader? Well, you can vote as a martial artist. Wow. I don't care Republicans. I don't care Democratic. I don't care third party, what, Green, Green Party, whatever is out there. Get out and vote, period, and make a change in this world as a martial artist. And, and you know what? If we could do that, and you, we know we keep encouraging people to do it, I talked to my parents about it in the dojo the other day. Some of them said, I'm getting out there and vote this year. Who you voting for? I said, well, I'm going to vote for who I believe is the best candidate, first of all. And the, but the most important thing is I'm going to vote. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, sometimes it don't even make a difference. I would say, well, maybe that's what you feel. But one thing for sure, if you don't vote, I don't want to hear you complaining about who's in there or who ain't in there because you don't that's have right. a voice for that. Oh, man, you know, but, you know, I say, well, you know, you asking me, and if I would tell you anything but what's on my heart or what's true, then you would say uh, he just goes along with the program. But I'm not going to do that. And another thing, you know, we talk about a lot of times when you do bring another martial art in to your dojo, uh, uh, you may bring some aspects of whatever, you know, um, kickboxing, MMA, judo, kung fu, you know, whatever. It's the identity that you give it that's going to resonate with the students. My wife told me this morning, I said, well, honey, I'm thinking about opening up another um, uh, martial art-based school over here where we live at. Um, the lady have asked me about it. She got a, an area, um, like a, a rec center, a big community center, that she said that, you know, I can, I'm welcome to come up there and start training at and stuff like that. She said, Okay, so when are you going to do that? <laughs> you know, what? How many? How many of you are out there don't going to do this? I say, how many? Of me out there? I say, no, I could go over there on you know Monday, Wednesday, or or, or Tuesday, Thursday. That I'd be at the, the the dojo, the other dojo on um you know the opposite days, and then maybe I can have one person come in and cover a day that I'm not at either one. She said, well, I'm gonna tell you this: people come because of you. I'm like, what? She said, they come because of you. You know, you've had these people all these years because of you. And I'm like, wow, that's great. Uh, let me just, I got uh, Michael, I got Michael Dietrich trying to get in. Um, you want to share a call with him? You want to share a call with him? Let's get him in. Okay, hold on. Let me, hold on. Let me say, hold it. And I'm going to merge it. And now we're on with Master District. Hello, Master District. You're on the way with Hunchy Henry Graves. And I have on also the call um, um, Brother Michael um, Hornsby. He's on the call also. How you doing there, Grandmaster Dietrich? Hey, sir. I got the two Michaels online. All right, buddy. <laughs> Mike and Mike. Mike and Mike. I used to have that as a kid. Uh, it was a great cookie, too. Mike and Mike. What's going on, sir? Yes, sir. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? I am I am a Michael Hornsby fan, just to let you know. Oh, really? I'm a Michael <laughs> Hornsby fan. Yeah. All right, you know, all right. I'm, I'm going to let you know why. You know, we started working on the AOK stuff, and I I came in there after that, that the website got taken down by another organization, and things were falling apart. Okay. And uh, 
you know, I got that phone call and I came in and I put the website and I integrated all the stuff and the, the electronics and all that. And then we started the referee training clinic. And, you know, I, I did a lot of changes and for a lot of different places. Change is a very difficult thing. And, uh, you know, we created, we created that badge, you know, with the AOK for officials and whatnot. And you were yeah. like, you know what, sir, this is great. Let's get on it. Let's make a change. And you were in the forefront of bringing the AOK back together with all the things that it needed. So I am, I am so grateful to you for your, your ability, your leadership, and everything that you're doing to progress martial arts out there in Texas. I appreciate that, Master Dietrich. I really appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Wow. And, you know, you, I, I got to say another fan thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Graves. I'm sorry, sir. But another thing you said the other day was like, hey, you know what, martial artists, sir, can we do something to get martial artists to vote, right? And I was like, yeah, we should, because, you know, we have our own culture. We have more martial arts schools than our McDonald's. And we, That's we right. create change, right? We inspire leadership. And I know we're in different areas. You know, I'm in, I'm in D.C., and things are just, I think, a little different than, like, South Carolina or Texas, right? So, you know, um, a lot of these positions that we see going on in the news a lot of these positions, um, like chief of police, are elected positions. Right. Well, shoot, who better to be the chief of police than a black belt? <laughs> I agree. Who better to teach, right? Who better to teach equality, humanity, uh, safety procedures than a black belt? You know, I had a discussion with a guy from Mississippi yesterday. And he goes, sir, have you ever been to Mississippi? And I was like, no. You know what? <laughs> Uh, I read about Huck Finn. That's all I know about Mississippi. And he says, well, things are a little different out there, and I know you probably don't understand. Uh, and he goes, you know, things like things like the police force or whatever, they have certain feelings and bias, right? And I was like, well, I go, we're in a martial arts world. We teach fighting. We say, you stand up, you put your gear on, you face the other opponent, you fight each other, and guess what you have? Honor and respect doing it. I go, uh, I go, and as martial artists, we just live in a different world. Yes, yeah, sir. I, I think, I think you live in a martial arts world. I don't think you live in a regular world. And I was like, you know what? I agree. I agree with that statement, but I think that the rest of the world needs to start living the way us martial artists do. Right? Wouldn't right. you guys agree? Well, yeah. you know, yeah, it, I agree wholeheartedly. It's hard for uh, yeah, so people to understand that. that Michael Hornsby's a man. Yeah, it's hard to. It's, it's, I agree with that. But it's hard for people to understand how martial artists feel because some people see us as just teaching people how to fight and stuff like that. But we, you know, we were having the discussion that no, we teach them a lot more than about fighting. We actually teach them about life and about how if you fall down seven times, you get up eight times, and you continue to grow each time you get up. And you know, every time I I, I come on this and do this show, the way. Um, on Culture Play Radio, I, I realized that there's some great martial artists out there that people don't know, never heard of, and we have a voice that we're going to keep making it. We're going to make this thing grow to it's like a billion strong. I said a billion with a B strong and get everybody the word to let them know that we're all human beings. We're all out here looking for the same basic things out of life. And um, I, 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 nothing better than the, for me to come down there and visit my friend in Texas or to go up and visit my friend in DC and go to the school and sweat or have them come up here or down here and over there and all of that and, and give the kids the same 
look at unity and what it looks like for men. And I, heard, I said the word men and women, but to see what men, when they get together, what they're capable of doing. You don't need to, you know, hate me because I can do a better sidekick than you. Learn how to do it. I'm just saying. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. You, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you can learn to do that sidekick, you know, as well. And so, the martial arts is a vehicle that we can use to bridge the gap. And right now, guys, everybody's looking for a ladder. They're looking for a bridge to get to somewhere. A lot of people are really confused, and they they're looking for a leadership. And you know we do it every day in the dojo, you know. I mean, right. I mean, how many right. of you guys? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna ask um, 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 Master Hornsby this first. How many? How many parents have came up to you and thank you? Oh, many. You know, many. You know, and I'm just, you know, I'm just appreciative that they gave up their time because they could be anywhere else in the world. But they'll give up time to allow their kids to spend time with me, and I'm just grateful for it. You know, and that they not only are they giving up time, but they're entrusting their kids to us. Yes. Whether it be 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day, an hour a day, they're entrusting us, their kids, with us during that time. And they're entrusting their ideals with our ideals. Master Diedrich, how about you, sir? What, yes, sir. How, how many parents have come up to you and how many lives, I mean, tell me, you, I mean, it's probably a lot being in D.C., but how, how, how many have, can you count them even? Well, you know, you, you, some people don't realize until later. But here, here, here's one. Here, I'll, I'll tell you the story, Okay. I have, a, I have a student, and this, this this student, when he was like eight years old, the parents were like, you know, they're just coming as soon as the dojo opened up, dropped the kid off. And the kid, and the kid didn't even have class yet. They dropped him off as soon as we opened. And then before we close, or even after we closed, they picked the kid up. And wow. I say, ma'am, the class is at this time to this time. Can you please come for the appropriate time? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I can't carry the liability of him being all day because nobody's watching him. You know, we got classes back to back. Yeah. And so she go, oh yes, sir, no problem. And guess what? Next day, and this this went on for a long. This went on for years. So we're like, you know what? It's not going to change. I'm going to teach this kid to be a leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? right. So so eventually, you know, this kid gets it right. So now this kid has mentor at the school and he's dropped their day each day and um you know he's a, he's a middle eastern kid so he comes from a completely different culture too right different okay religion, different culture different upbringing okay. but he's in the martial arts dojo and he's with me every single day wow then you know he he graduates high school he gets accepted to college goes to college and you know we talk from time to time because i'm very proud of him yes sir and he calls calls me out of the blue one day and i'm at home he calls me out of the blue and goes sir I got I to see you. I got something important to tell you. It's like, well, okay, I'm at home, but you're more welcome to come over. I'm just doing some gardening. You know, a little Mr. Miyagi out here. Hello. And, uh, right, right. And uh, I go, but you're more welcome to come by. So he comes by in his poor beat-up old car. And I see him getting out of the car. He's got this big thing in a frame. I'm like, what on earth does this kid have? And he walks into my kitchen. You know, I give him a big hug. I say, hey, what's going on? What do you have there? He goes, 
sir, I got to tell you a story. He goes, um, because I got this because of you. And I was like, what the heck did you, you got me a toy? I mean, what the heck is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, right, like, what is this thing? And he goes, um, you know, I, I went to school and I went to medical school. And because I'm a martial artist, I didn't just become an MD, I became a DO. This is my certificate of becoming a doctor. Wow. And he wow. told me to never give up. He goes, sir, I wasn't the smartest in my class. So I didn't give up. And anytime I messed up, I went and asked for help. I got back and I got it done. This is me becoming a doctor. And I'm telling you right now. Wow. Because of you. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, well, man. You got you got to choke me up right story, there, right? man. I'm hey. Old man. I'm telling you the story. It happened maybe, you know, man. 15 years ago. But uh, so you, you don't understand. It's like, hey, I, you know, I, we're just doing what we do. Yeah. We're just doing what we do. It's like, hey, you know, I want to make that difference. I, as a martial artist, my servitude is to give back, to make a difference. But it's our day-to-day, yeah. and sometimes we forget to impact, and then we are reminded. And yeah. We might not be reminded then where a parent says, oh, thank you for working with my kid today. Yeah. It could be 30 years later when the kid's in his own goes, look, sir, look what I've done wow. because of you. You know, that kid right now, he's a surgeon in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, he's sending me all the stuff on COVID. And, hey, Master Richard, your school's opening up Monday. Here's the stuff you needed. Sir, how are you exercising? You know you can still be doing 100 push-ups like Julie in a minute. Here is my workout for today. Would you mind doing it with me? Like, he's, you know, he's really That's really good. That is, you know. That's that's the difference. That's just one person. That's just one person's lives that you've interacted with. Yes. And it's something that has to happen, I think, for us is we need – this radio show we need community we need sometimes to be able to interact with one another so we re-inspire each other in our code of conduct and our code to the arts well the, the code of conduct is what the martial art is about because true you know substitute substitute is to give out there and work and give back now i mean i was saying you can never put a price on something you do that people are going to pay you for what you, what you may think you're worth or what you may even be worth. But the price, when they come to you and say, you know that technique you showed me? I tripped and fell, but I remember to hit my hands down and turn my head, and I didn't knock all my teeth out, and I, and I got up, and I remembered you telling me that. And you said to yourself, well, it was a little thing in class, but they end up being a big thing for them. And I know we got thousands of stories like that we can tell, but the idea of the martial art code of conduct is always going to be the same for the martial artists that's doing this to help people, not for the martial artists that's out there to see, you know, you know, I was just saying, I had a, a Shihan who was 21 years old and it kind of freaked me out. And I said, well, I don't know. Maybe he started when he was one or he started when he was five. Maybe he was a little <laughs> bit better than me. You know, when he, you know, I mean, but you got you hear a lot of stories like that guys. And how do you, you know, do you try to dis- 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 distinguish who's real and who's unreal, or is that just a waste of time? Uh, on the WFM side, we're going to be working on more certifications. What is the WFM? So tell me about that. WFM, tell me what you're talking well, about. On the WFM side, we're going to be working on certifications for uh, students worldwide. Okay. Uh, and we're going to be working on leadership instructor programs that any school can have their students sign up for it. It'll be additional like tips to their belt or stripes they go onto their belt to qualify for programs within their school. So they'll go online, complete a course, get certified. And that way, these students who are working on leadership and instructor programs will get the credentials necessary. 
whether it's first aid or how to teach a class, to structure a class, right. or psychology right. of a child, how to motivate, all that type of stuff. So let's say I have an a instructor that needs a job in Texas. I can, you know, uh, the instructor in Texas that needs a job, I can say, hey, I have an opening up here. You've got all the credentials. Come on up. Here's a job to do. Hmm. And then we'll know that they're certified. We have some people, right? So, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful and I'm thankful because I'm fortunate to have had the teachers I've had. Mm-hmm. From June Reed to Brandon Lee to Jeff Smith to Michael. Like, I'm in, I'm in martial arts central. Like, I'm in traveling around the world with these guys, right? Yeah. So I'm very fortunate. But some people didn't have that. Some people, you know, they went to some very hobby martial arts guy's school. The guy's got a watered-down lineage. He really wants to. He's doing the best that he knows. Then a student comes up, gets his black belt, and doesn't know what he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Right. But their heart is in the right place. Yes. And if their heart is in the right place, and we have somebody motivated with good character, where we can bring them up, we can teach them the dynamics of a psychic or the psychology of teaching a child from a sensory, auditory, or visual response system. We can give them this education because everybody has their skills from different areas. And we right, can right, elevate right. them up so they can create the change. The most important thing, the most important thing is one, they're ambitious at growing, and two, they have the humanity of the arts because we don't need any more bullies. We don't need any more people who are like... You know, people can keep their titles. I don't care about the titles. I care, you know, like Grandmaster, Super Grandmaster, whomever. I do care about the difference that they can make within their community. Uh, you, you know, right. and yeah. we'll, we're yeah. going to, you know, Master Graves and I are going to have a discussion about this again today. Uh, he's got the Hall of Fame Awards, and we're going to be bringing on that, uh, that on as a WFM Hall of Fame. And we're going to be doing Hall of Fame activities by region. Okay. As well as worldwide Hall of Fame awards to really bring on the up and comers and say, hey, little Johnny here has been at every single tournament, has been doing this, or this mom who became a WFM official has shown up and helped all these. So we have to be able to recognize the people who are actually helping to make change. They need to be recognized. It, it, and of course, we have to re- uh, we have to recognize our legends, the people who have dedicated their lives to this. Yeah, and they have to be recognized and known. And from there, we have certifications, seminars. There's just a whole world coming together. And somebody had a post the other day. I forgot. I think it was Master Lacey Green had it on his page. <laughs> it was The Rock saying, "Hey, we're looking for this leader. We're yeah. looking for this leader. We're looking for this one leader, this one cat." And I was like, "Well, the truth to the matter is." It's not going to be one leader. It's going to be all us leaders holding hands Amen, together, brother. elevating that chain. It got to be so, that way, you one. know. So, uh, so you know, Master Graves, Master Hornsby, you know, we are all the leaders together that are going to create this change. We it, just got to be together and then communicate. You know, that's the one thing the men of our generation didn't have that ladies just have naturally. They're always communicating. Well, these so people I think, use. So I think that <laughs> man. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm sorry, these people use phones and computers. And I mean, my my granddaughter, who's like four years old, can get on the phone. She even asked my wife, what's your password? It freaked me out so bad. I just looked at her for about 10 minutes. Did she just say, what's your password? You know, I mean, these kids know how to communicate. They want to communicate. They use these devices. Right, right, you know, right. well, and, and they, another they, thing they, you they said. They look at each other and go, well, I like that boy. I'll text them next to him, but they won't like dogs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's I don't understand that. I was uh, I was watching Oprah, 
right? I love Oprah. And I was out watching Oprah, and she was talking about how she started this university in Africa. And then she started another one, I think, in, where is she from? Like Chicago, LA? Uh, I, I believe Chicago, I'm not sure. She started one for men. For men. She had a project for men. And I was like, why on earth would you do that? It's kind of, why would she do that? Because she says that we needed better men. Whoa. Now that's and deep. That communicate and that could stand up. That could be, and you know, all of us grew up in different areas and, and, and different uh, ages. Yeah. And so men were taught to be men, but we didn't communicate. And now we have all this technology yeah. on how to communicate. Dialogues that are martial arts dialogues. We well, call it a MAGO. I-M-A-G-O. Call it MAGO. See? The communication dialogues that we use here in our classes. See? That's and another education I'm getting. Instructors. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sir. I know. I said that's another education I'm getting. I never heard that word before. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Uh, imago is a communication dialogue because you know men are from Mars, yeah. uh, women are from Venus, uh-huh. and we can we can hear the person. You can hear them. You can listen, but you're not hearing them. Yeah. Like, like when you, you know, I'm from DC, we say like, you heard, right? You know what I mean? It's just you, you, said, interpreting correctly. You, you heard right. I want to show you that straight up. They're like, no, 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 no. I want to uh, ask you a me, question if I could. Hold on. What I heard you saying was this. Uh huh. And she'll look at you and go, no, that's not what I said. That I ain't what I said. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, so we but, work in a communication dialogue. And since WFM is worldwide, we have to follow that dialogue because language barriers. If I say something in Spanish, the interpretation of English isn't necessarily exact. Yes. Right? If, uh, you know, I can even go biblical. If I'm reading the King James Version of the Bible, well, the Bible is written in Hebrew and Aramaic, the King James Version does not necessarily decipher what truly was written because it was written in Hebrew and Aramaic. Mm-hmm. You'd have to understand the language and the time. I went to school to be a priest, so what? they educated me. Man, Dad, you go educate yeah, me again. At one point, I was going to be a Catholic priest until what? the priest that was coaching me married a nun. And I was like, yeah, it's not my, my game. Um, <laughs> Master so Dietrich, real quick. Master Dietrich, real quick, if I could. My point is, is that I have a question. language translations are different, so you have to see where the person's coming from when you communicate and you get on the same page, uh, when you're both standing on the same spot, oh my goodness, then you definitely can work together uh, hardcore and accomplish things. Okay, I got a question. So, I got a question. Yes, sir. I want to get a copy of the Mimago. What is it called? I-M-A-G-O. I-M-A. A is in Albert, G is in Gilbert. And Oscar. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm getting me a little copy of that. But I want to ask a question of both of you. Definitely check out them. No, and if you ever get, a, if you ever get an opportunity, I suggest, if, you, if you have a significant other, go to a three-day Imago workshop. If you don't, there's a three-day one for individuals. Mm-hmm. And it's like watching that movie, Usual Suspects. Oh, no, it ain't. Oh, that freaked me out at the end. It freaked me out at the end. so far around that you're like, yeah, yeah, you didn't believe it. But I do have a question for both of you gentlemen, if I could. Um, Master Dietrich made a, um, a statement earlier, and I, and I put a circle on a piece of paper. You know, um, Master um, Harnsby, when we talk about um, where you came from in the martial arts and things like that and who was your instructor and who's who, um, um, when, you, when you think about that, do you think about um, your instructor and where your instructor came from and where he came from? And we do, and, and, and again, it's you know, uh, 
we, we had the honor for, you know, to, to get taught by them and, and what was passed on to them, uh, whether they, you know, they got it all or didn't get it all. Um, and, you know, for us to go forward, we have to pay homage to our past. Okay. And so we're thankful to our instructors and to our past so that we can move forward and that we can move the needle forward. Yes. And message you should get on the, on the, on the nail on the head through communication. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and through martial arts, we can move us as people, as humans, forward. And, okay, okay, and Master Dietrich, you know, that how you that's that statement. How you feel about that lineage that you're talking about? The what? The the history of who your instructor learned from, who he got taught from, and and your teaching on, and so forth. How how well, much do that know, weigh same, on you? Same, same same exact thing as we all have to be actively learning. Mm-hmm. For example, because of what I do here in the D.C. area. I also deal with a lot of psychology, right? If I'm dealing with a young girl or a lady, in any, or any, a male who's been raped, teaching them a simple kick, having them break a board, does not put them together. Might teach them a skill, mm-hmm. but does not emotionally develop them so they feel they have the self-esteem or work, work or feel they're worthwhile enough to stand up for. Okay. You can teach them all the karate in the world, but the second they face another person trying to attack them in that way, they'll fall to pieces emotionally. So if we know that teaching them the skill is not successful, we have to combine the skill with uh, stories, knowledge, information, and moments where they have their, oh, what's Oprah call it? Her uh, aha moment. Aha aha moment, right? They have to have their aha moment where they feel internally that they're worthwhile to be able to stand up for. And that's another one of the WFM things that's coming up is our new sumo program that's going to be in schools worldwide. Okay. Now, I can't give all that away today, but if, if uh, in a simple scenario, if I have a six-year-old girl that was raped by a guy in her boyfriend who just left the college and she never said no. So technically, the no was never said. He didn't understand no, but it happened, but she wanted to say no. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so there's emotional damage that occurs. And after emotional damage, the person could be in a scenario again, and they, they, they feel it already happened once. Say they're, they've lost their self-worth. They have a hard time fighting. So now you take that person, they break a board. That's a skill set, but it still doesn't teach them how to back that person away, how to say no, how to hear their internal voice. Okay. So we do a drill from the sumo curriculum that we're releasing. Here's one, okay? Here's from the sumo curriculum that we're releasing here. Um, they have to do a drill where they back somebody up out of their circle. And they tell the person, back off, don't touch me. Now, when you do that and they're so meek, they're not going to do it. What's going to inspire them to back that person up? Then, if it's a young lady, I stick a little tiny girl behind her. I said, don't you let any person hurt this person. Now, you oh, know yeah. that somebody damaged this young, young individual and they oh. backed that person up out of that ring. And now, because you had an aha moment, now you put together the mental, emotional guidelines for how to elevate themselves to become more protectors, more leaders. They oh, go my into goodness. a leadership program. And the next thing you know is 15 years later, 
that kid, that young lady is an advocate in Washington D.C. There you go. For female rights. There you go. You create a change in that. I like that. That's I like that program. Doing. I yeah, love it. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. However, however, if I was a Shotokan fighter from back in the day, oh wait, that's that's not Shotokan. I'm <laughs> a Taekwondo fighter. Oh, that's not Taekwondo. Wait, wait, wait. We have martial arts segregation. Uh-uh, uh, man. Master Dietrich, I was 